Welcome to the Enter the Kingdom podcast, where our goal is to equip listeners with the tools they'll need to not only enter the kingdom of heaven here and now, but remain in the kingdom that Jesus ushered in 2,000 years ago. I'm your host, Harrison Watson, and in 2018, God called me out from the world for this purpose and many others. Welcome to the show. Let's get started. All right, welcome to the 18th episode of the Enter the Kingdom podcast. Tonight's audio comes from night four of the Let the Battle Begin series uh, that we've been doing on our YouTube channel. Uh, You can check all the live streams that we've done so far by going to bit.ly forward slash ETK YouTube. That's all lowercase ETK YouTube, and that's bit.ly. So bit.ly forward slash ETK YouTube. Um, we didn't post last night or two nights ago, uh, night three, um, because God told us not to. And I think some of that has to do with the fact that the majority of that episode really was just battling in the spirit. And so tonight's episode, we talk about, you know, what it means to fight in the spirit, what that looks like. Uh, and you'll actually even notice um, in some of this that I was battling. And you'll hear me ask for God's help in the middle of uh, this uh, of this evening. And, um, you know, I was battling late into the night last night until about 4 o'clock in the morning. So working on little sleep, but, you know, God showed himself strong. And thankfully, uh, he pulled it all together. So I hope that this blesses you, and I hope that uh, you enjoy it. Again, if you want to check out night three... Um, where really it, it was a lot of a spiritual battle. That's basically what the majority of that night was all about. Uh, you can go to bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash E-T-K YouTube. All right. Without further ado, here is night four. God bless. All right. Hey, welcome to night four of Let the Battle Begin. Um, I'm just so thankful to be here. I really am. Um, I'll tell you what, you you probably don't even understand just how much of a blessing this is for me. Um, Yeah, I'm just really thankful. Uh, We're going to go ahead and get started. And, you know, the the way that we've been getting started uh, each night, although sometimes we've gone in and then then picked up, I suppose, a little bit later with this, but uh, we're getting started by... Uh, praying, you know, Psalms 100 verse four says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courtyards with praise. And so we're going to do that. And so uh, for anybody who's been joining us or is just joining us for the first time, uh, you know, what, what we really want to do in this is, is to take, our hearts and just point them up to God, take all of our focus, you know, away from anything else and just put it directly towards God and just start telling him the things that you're thankful uh, to him for. And, uh, you know, you're, you're welcome to join in with me and just come into agreement with the things that I'm saying, but I also encourage you to just kind of do it yourself. So, Father, who am I that you would bring me here in front of these people to be able to speak to them? 
You are too good. You're too good. And I'm just, I'm incredibly humbled and thankful for the opportunity to come and speak. Father, but I ask that you wouldn't allow it to be my words. I ask that they would be your words, Father. And I, and I, I just thank you that you've given us your Holy Spirit, that you've given me your Holy Spirit and, and everybody who's paying attention. And if they haven't received it, Father, I pray in Jesus' name that tonight they would. I, I thank you for your Holy Spirit, whom we have as our guide. Father, I thank you for the things in my life that you're continuing to move forward, the promises that you've spoken, that you are continuing to move forward. You encourage me every single day in some new way. Thank you for the strength that you've given me to be able to do those things. Thank you, thank you that it's your strength. It's not even mine. I ask, Father, that you would continue to be gracious enough to grant me your strength, not my own. Father, I thank you for the healing that you're bringing. Thank you that you've brought healing to my mother and that she'll be getting out of the hospital tomorrow. Praise God. Thank you for the healing that you're bringing and is already starting to manifest in Holden, our friend who we prayed for the other night. Thank you for the healing that you're bringing between myself and also my wife, thank you for the unity that you're that, that you've brought. That was your that's your doing. Thank you that you have a plan for everything, and that that plan comes through unity in your Holy Spirit. you've you've created individual beings with things that you put in them from the beginning of time before before they were ever formed before their parents were ever formed before they were even a thought in their parents minds you formed them with exactly formed all of us with exactly what we would need and and father i, I ask in jesus name that you would help that shine through i ask that you would help bring everybody into the present moment that they would live in that moment with you that you could show them what you put inside of them. The things that bother them about what's going on in their lives help show them what your plan for that is. It might be creating frustration right now because they don't understand it, but thank you that you do. And thank you that you care enough to show us Father, I, th I thank you for your word. You've given us encouragement constantly in your word, encouragement, teaching, guidance, um, and just a deeper understanding of who you are. You've done that through your word. 
Help us, Father, to not insert ourselves into the Word and to read it how we might understand it, but help us, Father, to, to receive it the way that you want us to receive it. Help us to not try to see ourselves in it, but rather focus our hearts on seeing you in it so that we can understand who we're supposed to be, what we're supposed to be like. Your word says that we were created in your image. Thank you for that. That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Sometimes it doesn't feel like when we're here, sometimes we don't feel like we are what your word says we are. But you said when you made us, mankind, you said that we were very good. You said that other things were good, but you said that we were very good. Forgive us for the times when we lose hope by looking out into the world and seeing what we see with our eyes. We do not walk by sight, Father. And if we do walk by sight today, help us to walk by faith in you, in your word, and in the promises of what it says. Thank you that you care. Thank you that no matter what we're struggling with, you, you actually care to want to hear what we have to say. And sometimes that's difficult to, to find elsewhere. There's no, thank you that there's no ulterior motive with you. Thank you that there's no manipulation with you. Thank you that there is just who you are. Thank you that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever so that we don't have to guess who you are. Again, thank you for your word that helps us see who you are. Father, I ask this evening that you would help that you would help get rid of me in this. I plead the blood of Jesus over my mind, over my eyes, over my ears, over my mouth over my heart, over my soul, over my spirit. I yield them to you, Father. I come against anything and I bind anything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that would seek to kill, steal, or destroy in this moment. I bind the devil and his demons that would try to distract in this moment. Not just me, but anybody else who comes across us, I bind them in Jesus' name. We loose the power of your Holy Spirit. Your loving kindness has said. Father, your word says that whatever we bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever we loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Help me to speak your words that you could go forth and not me. I ask this of you in Jesus' name. The next portion of what we've been doing is, uh, uh, I get the sense that somebody needs a little bit more time to finish thinking, so I will stop for a second. It is kind of nice that we could just go forever just doing that one thing. 
if we just continue to point our hearts, it's really that beautiful. All right. The next portion of this is um, entering into God's courts with praise. Again, it's, it's, a, it's a similar posture. We are just simply trying to come humbly before God. What do I mean by humbly? Pouring ourselves out. Just getting rid of the things that are in our mind. Submitting our being, our heart, everything that we are to God. And again, pointing our hearts towards God and just singing praise to him. And there's a, there's a, I don't know if you've heard this album yet, but if you have, if you haven't, you need to listen to it. It's from Elevation Worship. It's called Lion. And there, last night, uh, if you missed last night's episode, uh, tonight's, uh, or tonight's evening, it's not an episode, sorry, I'm, I'm in, uh, I'm in podcast mode, uh, but last night, what, what took place, we're going to, we're going to touch on some of that today. Uh, I didn't post it uh, as a podcast episode because I was told to hold it back. And I, maybe I'll post this one. I'm not sure just yet. But um, anyway, uh, there's a song called uh, Lion on there. <laughs> Shocking. It's a, and it goes, it goes, hail, hail, lion of Judah. Let the lion roar. And while, we, while I was in the midst of battle, it really just... Uh, that song just kept coming out of my spirit. It just kept coming out of my spirit. I've only heard the song once, maybe twice. So that was pretty cool. But anyway, that's, that's the kind of music that it's coming out of there. There's another song that, um, that is on, on that album. And it's actually the first song on the album called bye, bye Babylon. And it goes, bye, 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 Babylon. And it's the first time I heard that song. It was like, whoa, they get it. It, it. It's like it's like an anthem for now. I mean, if you aren't aware of what is going on right now, I know that it seems crazy. Like there's a lot of craziness going on in the world. It's in the Bible. If you open it up, you'll read about it. But it's, there is a great Exodus coming. Exodus to remix. That's, that's what's going on now. And uh, we are, you know, that was Egypt and then there's Babylon and, and all these different things. But, you know, God's taking his people, setting them apart from the world in this moment in time. And, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about that last night. And it's just, it's a beautiful song. But anyway, uh, I kind of want to sing that one. But I don't know all the words. I, I think I sang, uh, actually, there's another part that goes, Abba, 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 come and take me home. Abba, 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 come and take me home. Abba, 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 you are the Lord. Abba, 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 come and take us home. Because bye, bye, bye. Bye, 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 Babylon. You are holy. You are mighty. 
And you are worthy, worthy of praise, and we will follow, we will listen, we, we need to listen, and we will love you all of our days, all of our days, and we will sing to and worship the king who is worthy that's you in case you forgot you didn't but you're awesome you're the prince of peace and we give our lives to you Thank you for your blessings. Thank you for your love. Thank you that you give to us everything we need. You, you are the king of all Israel. I hope so. I look forward to the day when the rest will join us and we will live with you as one. Father, I don't know the song to sing right now, but there's just a praise that's built up inside of me and I'm just so thankful. Amen. 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 Amen, you are God. What? What? Amen. Amen. Amen, you are God. Amen. Amen. Amen, you are God. Thanks for being God. You just, I, I just got such a joy inside of me, and I, I, I wish I had a melody. I wish I had a melody to, to be able to sing and, and make it wonderful. But Father, I just, you know, just hallelujah. You are, I mean, just wow. When I think about who you are, what what you've done in my life, what you're doing in the lives of all of us, like just wow. Thank you. Thank you, Father. I'm sorry, I don't have a melody right now, but if you've got one for me, share it with me right now, and we'll start singing it. Hold on. I'm trying to hear. I'm sorry. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. He is trampling out his vintage where the grapes of wrath are shorn. He hath loosed the, the faithful lightning of his terrible swift sword. Our God is marching on. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. 
Glory, glory, hallelujah, our God is marching on. We're going to see that song come to life. We are going to see that song come to life, folks. I'm just telling you right there. I had no clue what song was going to come out of me. But the Battle Hymn, Hymn of the Republic? Come on. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. He is trampling out his vintage where his grapes of wrath are shorn. He hath loosed the faithful lightning of his terrible swift sword. Our God is marching on. Think about that song, folks. Have you read the lyrics of it? Like, God, you are amazing. That Think about that song. Think about that song. What's it all about? I mean, the battle hymn of the Republic. That's the song that God just gave me in the midst of this. I mean, here we are, right? I guess this is called Let the Battle Begin. But my God, my God, my God, praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, oh, praise God. I have seen him in the watchfire of a hundred circling camps. They have built him an altar in the evening dews and dams. I don't know the rest of the words, but it just keeps, it's just, I'm telling you right now, it's just like, it's like playing inside of me. And I could, I, na, 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 our God is marching on. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Give Israel back its land. <laughs> Woo! God is lit tonight. Excuse me. Excuse me. Somebody sound an alarm right now. Somebody sound an alarm right now because God is lit and he is moving. Do you understand? When I say he's lit, I mean he is ready to go. And I hope you're ready to go too. I'm telling you, like, how could the battle hymn? <laughs> I'm sitting here singing worship music and the battle hymn of the Republic's the one that comes out of me. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Well, Father, as we enter into tonight together, first off, you know, let this entire time together be praised towards you, to you. You know, you're, you are enthroned in the praises of Israel. That's what your word says. You're, you're enthroned in the praises of Israel. So we are here, Israel. We are here now. And let our praise be acceptable to you, Father. Help us to enthrone you. You are on the throne. You are the king of all things. There is no authority or no name above your name. And we worship you. We come before you and we thank you. We thank you for everything you've done, Father. And I just ask in Jesus' name that, that you would bless this time. And I ask that it would be you that would speak. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Well, tonight... One second, I gotta get my notes open.
All right. Tonight, what are we going to be speaking about? I don't you this is what I, I prayed beforehand. I was like, hey, what what do you want tonight to be about? And sometimes he gives me something and sometimes he doesn't. But tonight I felt like he did. And I think it ties back into why we didn't he didn't have me post uh last night uh as as a podcast episode. Um it's about discussing how to fight in the spirit in a battlefield that's outside of yourself. So the first night that we started talking, we started talking about what's the most important battle to win. The most important battle to win, just as Jesus said, is inside of us. It's inside of us first. We need to remove the log from our eye first so that we can see clearly to take the splinter out of somebody else's eye. And it's not necessarily, you know, you can get the wrong idea that he's talking about being able to judge and help somebody else. It's not what he's talking about. There's only one judge. We're not it. There's only one judge. What it's about is when we've taken the log out of our own eye, it allows us to see clearly to our brother and sister who we love who might have a speck in their eye. But we don't need to shame them about that. We need to pray for them about it. We need to get in the spirit about it to hear what God has to say and pray on their behalf. And it was really intriguing to me when I first posted a podcast episode to see how God just kind of had the, the one that was titled how to fight in the spirit that, that episode, just so you know, I haven't, we haven't advertised at all. I think I've told two people, maybe, maybe three people outside of my wife that the podcast even exists. It was my uncle, my cousin, and somebody else. I can't remember. But, oh, it was somebody somebody at my family's business. And, sorry, give me one second. Oh, that episode, it just kind of took off, like, and it's not about numbers. It's not what I'm saying. But I, but what it what it suggested is that there is a desire to understand these things. I think when we hear things like fight in the spirit, um, we think about you know the battles from the Old Testament, and those were a physical representation of what, what's going on in the spiritual world, uh, the the Old Testament battles, but. Um, Truly, all of our strength, all of our strength comes from yielded authority. You and I independently have very little strength. You know, very little strength. Like we, 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 have, we have a finite amount of strength that God has given us to operate in according to what he's put uh, inside of us and, and and but with God we have unlimited strength and it's important that we understand that yielded authority and what do I mean by yielded authority yielded authority means coming before God and yielding our authority saying we don't have authority God you have authority And in this moment, we want you to show us what you want. So another way to say yielded authority is submitting to God's will, seeking his will and doing it. Um, That's our true power. 
when we fight in the spirit, both internally inside of what we're dealing with uh, in, in the original battle, which is trying to fight inside of ourselves, the Lord rebuke you. I bind the spiritual hosts of wickedness right now that are attempting to distract in Jesus' name. Father, I loose your clarity, your peace. The Lord rebuke you, Satan. I'll tell you, it really has been a struggle over these past couple of days in terms of the more God's had us coming out and doing these things and, and, and just speaking, there's been more, there's been an increase in, in, in the pressure. And sometimes it's just, it's extra important. Why I'm saying this as a part of what we're talking about now is, as we talked about last night, we have to be able to center ourselves in God in order to be effective. Um, it's, it's not us fighting in our own strength. We are fighting in God's strength. And what do I mean by that? Both when we see a battle inside of ourselves, and we talked about what that battle inside of ourselves look like, looks like. It looks like, initially we're going to see it as probably the external symptoms of like anger, th things that are not fruits of the Spirit. When we see those things come up, we, 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 we come back to God with them. We, as we talked about, we write them down to try to understand them better. But we take that back to God and we say, God, what's going on here? It's actually the same thing. What God is trying to do in the internal battle is twofold. Number one, he's trying to free you. He's trying to free you from the strongholds that exist inside of yourself so that you won't be able to be compromised by the enemy. And what do I mean by that? Anytime we have any portion of our soul, which is our mind, will, and emotions that is out of alignment with God, the enemy can use that stronghold uh, to try to cause damage, both to us internally and potentially to other people. And so the reason why God has his focus internally first is because he's trying He's trying to get us fully in alignment with him, and he's trying to get take care of these strongholds. But he's also trying to teach us discernment. Fighting spiritual battles, both your individual battle and any any external battle, is about is about is is very strongly related to spiritual discernment. Um, Paul talks about this as being you know one of the gifts of the spirit. Pardon me, I'm going to take a drink real quick. Spiritual discernment, what, what is that? It's, it's being able to understand in the spirit something that is from God and something that's not from God. How do we learn spiritual discernment? Well, we have to learn uh, through experience, but again, right here in the Holy Bible. You know, we, we have to be able to rightly divide the word of truth. Paul talks about that, you know. Why is this important? Well, let's take a look at just Matthew chapter 4, where Jesus is led into the wilderness, and you see that Jesus is speaking the word. 
But Satan actually speaks the word back to Jesus too. And if, and, and if he didn't understand what was going on there, he could have bitten. He could have bitten and tried to prove who he was. You know, Satan tried to get him to prove to jump off of a cliff to prove who he was. Uh, because the word says that he will give his angels charge over you so that you do not get hurt, essentially. Dash your foot against a stone. And Jesus says, it is also written, thou shalt not tempt the, the Lord your God, uh, or thou shalt not put, your, put God to the test. And um, that, that's what I'm actually talking about, because there are definitely times uh, where there's going to be, the enemy always tries to take the word and put a slant on it. Just a slight little tweak. It's going to sound good. And a lot of times it's going to it's going to try to feed off of the base nature that you've shown in the past. Do you understand? The enemy doesn't know you the same way that God does. The only way that the enemy can know you is to know how you've handled things in the past. So if you notice that there are particular issues that just keep coming up over and over and over again, it's because the enemy's trying to chip away at what he knew the last time, what worked the last time. And so he's going to try and take the word and slant it just a little bit. And if you're not, if you're not well in tune with God and in the spirit, you can act on something that's not from God. That's why it's, imp it's important to know the word. You know, I, I think we've talked a few times, but I'm going to say it again. We need to be in the word a lot, you know, um, at least an hour a day, uh, spending time with God. And if you can do more than that, please do. I mean, uh, you know, the Sabbath is a great time to do that. God established the Sabbath for a reason. Uh, he established it for us so that he knew that life was going to be crazy, but he established the Sabbath so that we could actually rest in God, that we could take, you know, if we don't have a ton of time in the rest of our week, you know, we should try and take a little bit of time every day. But if we don't have a ton of time in the rest of our week, he's given us the Sabbath to where we can just rest in God, take that rest, spend time in his word, take everything that's happened from the week prior and try to understand it with him. All of those things. It's incredibly important. It's incredibly important. You know, Jesus was always praying constantly, you know, during his ministry. And, you know, I, I wholeheartedly believe that we need to be doing the same things. And the Bible says it a lot. Um, but it, it, if, you've, if you're presently in a situation where your life is so packed with many other things, start, start by keeping the Sabbath. Start by actually keeping the Sabbath. I don't mean just going to church either. I mean, you know, the Sabbath, according to not tradition, but the, the way that the Sabbath was originally um, set up, it, it was the evening of Friday through sundown on Friday to sundown on Saturday. I'm not saying you have to do it on Saturday, but you should really try to start your Sabbath. If you're doing it on Sunday, you should really try to start your Sabbath the evening 
the night before and carry that all the way throughout the day. And what does that mean? It means, hey, we're we're taking all of our time to really focus there. It's, uh, I mean, the, the word makes it abundantly clear about how important the Sabbath is. I mean, God says, if you will, he makes so many promises about the good things that will happen if you keep his Sabbath. And also the things that uh, he gets upset about and some consequences if we don't. Um, and so, uh, yeah, keep the Sabbath. Um, but we were talking about spiritual warfare. And the reason, again, why I even got on that train is because we, we need to take the time with God to be able to discern, to be able to learn spiritual discernment. Um, because, number one, as Jesus says, you know, those who walk by the Spirit, it's, it's like the wind that comes. You can, you can feel it, but you don't know from where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with anybody who's born of the Spirit. Um, I believe that's in the Gospel of John. If I'm wrong, my wife, please text me, but I'm pretty sure that's right. Uh, and you're going to get nudges from God from time to time, and it's going to be like, you need to stop then. But when we're, when we're in the Spirit and when we're fighting spiritual warfare, help me, Father, please, in Jesus' name, I ask for your help. Help me to share this like you shared it with me earlier. Let it be all of you and none of me. Please, Father, I ask this of you in Jesus' name. Please. Please. A spiritual battle looks a lot like this, both internally and, exter and externally. What I mean by externally is a battle that God might call you to fight and pray over that isn't inside of yourself but might be in a different place. They operate in, in similar ways where our focus has to still come inward on God and allow God to lead our hearts towards what that is, where it is, what God needs from us, what he needs us to speak. What we need to be doing is listening for the words and taking the actions that God points us to in the spirit in, the, in that moment. This is how God moves. This is how God does things. He's made us vessels with the Holy Spirit inside of us that we would speak his words. Because when the spirit of God speaks into the world, things happen. The Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters, and then God said, let there be light, and there was light. And so, you know, last night you saw a battle take place. And what was taking place is God was drawing my attention to the things that were taking place somewhere else. I was caught up in the spirit. And what do I mean by that? And I don't know if this happens for everybody. I'm trying to explain it to you the way that it happens to me. So that if it does happen to you, you might be able to recognize it. 
But for me, what happens is God will show me something. And usually it's like a, you can see, I could see like a spiritual force that's taking place. And he's able to help me discern where to be and what to speak. And so then I try to speak. You'll notice that a lot of the words that were spoken yesterday were probably not words that we could understand. The, the Bible talks about speaking in tongues. Um, you know, that both has to do with being able to speak other languages. If we look at, at the Pentecost, what God did is he gave people, the Galileans uh, the ability to speak in another language, but they could understand what they were saying to them. So like everybody else understood and heard these Galilean men in their own tongue, though they had never been trained in it. So sometimes you're going to, you're going to have that happen. And, you know, God, when sometimes will speak something and then you'll have to ask, what was the, can you help me understand what this is? And sometimes there's an interpreter of these as well, as Paul talks about. Please help me, Father. But what we're trying to do when we're in a battle is the same thing that we would do in an internal battle. We, we go internally and we allow God to show us where to go and what to speak. You'll notice that, you know, yesterday it was like, it might have looked like I was directing something. And, in tr and truly in the spirit, as I was praying, I was like, I could see things being directed on a battlefield. It doesn't always happen that way. It doesn't always happen that way. Sometimes... Um, it, it all depends on the, on the particular situation, but it's all about following what God's showing you to do. Jesus says, I did not do anything that my father did not show me to do, and I did not speak anything that my father did not give me to say. That's what he says in John 5, 19 and John 12, 49 through 50, I believe. Maybe it's 5, 19 through 21 and, and 12, 49. And so when God, if I, I, I say those verses often. There are other verses where he says similar things. But I say those because to me, those are the two that are the most clear about exactly what kind of, what made it click for me that God is, is saying that the Holy Spirit will, will give us utterance. And he says it also. He say, he, he, Jesus says it to his disciples. When they bring you before, you will be brought before, you know, governments, uh, churches, all, all sorts of stuff to speak in my name. Don't plan what you will say before you go, before you go for uh, God will give you utterance in that moment. And that's true. You know, God gives us the things to speak. And so when I say, when you even hear me here praying, Father, help me, what I'm trying to do is get out of here. Because sometimes in the process of speaking, we can get distracted by other things. You, you, you'll notice my eyes are closed right now because I'm so, I'm so trying to focus inwardly and just allow God to flow through me that I, I don't want to allow any other sense to, 
of my senses to be able to stop me and distract me. This is, I'm, it's about speaking that which God gives us to speak and doing that which God gives us to do. And by the way, that also includes, you know, picking and choosing a battle. You don't pick. You're not the one who picks. It's God who picks the battle that you will fight. It's God who put inside of you the thing that will help win a battle. If you decide that you want to go fight the enemy on their terms, I promise you the enemy will try to suck you into a battle often. It's about, again, restrained authority. Anybody can go swinging their fists. But it's about the person who's willing to listen to what God has to say and do what God has to do. That restrained authority, that is what changes the world. And it's not our power, it's his. So if you want to know how to fight a battle externally, there are a few things that you need to understand. Number one, the reason why he has you first fighting the battle internally inside of yourself is to learn the relationship and discernment so you can understand his voice. Because it is possible for us, if we don't take the time with the word, and if we don't take the time to work with God in our relationship and in our understanding to gain spiritual discernment, we could end up speaking and acting against God, which is certainly not something we want to do. I don't say that to scare you, but I say that because it's so easy for us to want to look outward. We see so many things in our eyes that we believe are wrong, and therefore we want to go out there and fight. We want to be the hero, but we're not the hero. God is the hero. The moment it becomes about you or I, the point is being missed. Ego is getting in the way of God's love. We can't change anything. You know, the Bible talks about, in fact, I was reading Jeremiah earlier. The Bible talks about you anger me with the work of your hands. What's he saying? We are presumptuous enough to believe that we can change anything for the better. But the Bible clearly tells us that God is the vine and we are the branches. And we can do nothing apart from him. It doesn't, say, it doesn't say that we can do some things that have significance and are helpful to people apart from him. It says we can do nothing apart from him. That leaves room for what? Nothing. <laughs> if we want to walk in accordance with him, then we have to walk according to him, not according to us. We can't walk according to our understanding anymore. We have to yield our vessel over to him. And so, again, it's about first focusing on the inward battle. And God will lead you to the time when you're ready to fight other battles. You know, when you're not sure what to do yet or you can't quite hear his voice in those moments of uh, anxiety, just be quiet. Just do your best to be quiet and bite your tongue. 
take it back to God. Let him teach you. Let him teach you. It will come up again. A similar situation will come up again, and then you will have learned. This is your basic training. Your basic training for spiritual warfare externally is internally. It's really your basic and your advanced training. Because God uses us and puts us in situations in external spiritual warfare that are familiar to us that we've had to fight through. Why? Why does the Bible, why are we always told that God will use even the, the bad things from our life that he turned to good in what he has for us? It's because he's going to take us through a spiritual healing that will allow us to understand the dark forces at play in those instances. And when we understand the dark forces that are at play, in those instances, we can be better spiritual battles because we will have learned through experience with God the types of forces that were enacting on us. Those hardships that you've gone through, even some of those things that were your own, you know, your own bad decisions, you don't think God's going to use that when you turn your life over to him? He absolutely will, and he's going to use it for his glory. He's going to use it to eventually be able to, he's going to use it first to help you, and then he will probably use it so that you can go to people with similar situations to be able to help them, not in your power, but in his. Through looking inwardly, discerning and speaking and helping and ministering. First ministering to God and then hopefully to other people. So how do we fight an external battle? We first win the one inside. We learn. We go through basic and advanced warfare training internally. And then God will take us to battles when we're ready. When we're ready. Saul went to battle before he was supposed to. What happened? He lost his kingdom. It was taken from him and given to David. God is still looking for men and women after his own heart. We, we've talked in, in, in a podcast episode about how we get to the unity and the oneness that we're supposed to have with God. Well, there are two right now, if we think of it this way. There's us and there's God. How do we, how do we become one with God? We subtract ourselves. We subtract ourselves from the equation. We get rid of our egos. We allow God to cleanse us in this way. We allow him to, 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 tr- to transfigure us or transform us by the renewing of our mind. Our soul is the battlefield. Paul says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. What is he saying? He's saying, your spirit was saved the moment that you spoke and asked God into your heart believed that Jesus Christ is Lord. You confessed it with your mouth and you believe that God raised him from the dead. That moment, the Holy Spirit came to live inside of you. And your spirit was saved. You are a spirit being. You possess a soul. You live in a body. So now we have to work out the salvation of our souls. 
that means that we have to get our inward spirit, the, the renewed inward spirit man. <laughs> and we need to get our soul in alignment with it. Does that sound tough? Newsflash, it is. You can't do it alone. You can't. That's why God gave us the Holy Spirit. It's the whole, it's the whole reason that Jesus came. It's the whole reason that Jesus came. Not only to die for our sins on the cross, but so that we could receive the Holy Spirit to be transformed. To be transformed, not by our power, but through submission of our power to God via the Holy Spirit and walking in relationship. And in doing that, when we have gotten in alignment with God, He will send us to where to go. This is why our, our first and every second should be about trying to be in alignment with God and His Holy Spirit listening. Paul says to walk in the Spirit. What does that mean? It means to listen. It means to listen in, inwardly. And allow God to guide your steps, your every motion. Again, the Psalms, Psalm 23 says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. How can he lead you beside still waters if you're leading yourself? He can't. <laughs> he can't. Like, you, you may happen to get yourself close to the waters, but I promise you they won't be as still as, as they would be with him. And by the way, just just because... Uh, just because it says still waters doesn't mean there's not craziness going on around you. It just means you'll be still. It means you'll be still. You'll have peace. So again, I'm starting to sound like a broken record. I know that those of you who have been listening to this, I'm starting to sound like a broken record. But I, but I'm saying it because it's so vitally important. And it's something that I have to tell myself all the time. Especially at the outset. Uh, the woman who prayed over me originally said that it was going to take longer than I thought. And she and my wife were laughing very hard because uh, especially at that point, I, I, I lacked patience and I wanted it now. You know, I was, I was this, you know, this business guy. You're supposed to have it now, 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 now. And for, I just don't think that way anymore by God's grace. Like I certainly wasn't my doing, <laughs> certainly wasn't my doing. Um, but it's about patience. You know, First off, we need to come to the understanding that our concept of time is fake, okay? This says that it's this day at this time. Who cares? It doesn't, it doesn't matter. None of that matters. Like, it really doesn't. There's only God's time. All of us can sit here and we can call a day whatever we want to call it. We can call the time whatever we want to call it. The only time that matters is God's. So if he decides at 3 o'clock in the morning that you're going to be up, because he's got something to say to you, guess what? You're up. It's his time, not yours. And the more that you get okay with that, and that's tough, right? You know, I say that now, but that was not easy. That was not easy for me. Because, I mean, if you think about it, so much of our time and our days are so counter- to the things of God. I mean, just so significantly counter to the things of God. It, it's like baffling. Like you, it, it, And it says it all in here. But what's interesting about it is you don't understand it fully 
when you first start walking, you have to like keep reading it. That's why the Bible says continue to uh, meditate on the word day and night. It's because God's revelation is over time. So again, how do you fight a spiritual battle that is external outside of yourself? It's really similar to the way that you fight the internal battle. You yield your thoughts, your heart, your mind, your will, and your emotions to the Holy Spirit. You listen inwardly. You allow him to take control and speak. You have to choose it, though. You understand? God's just not just going to take over. Well, I know I just used that word, takeover. What I mean is allow him to take over, right? Allow him to use you as a vessel. You do have to yield it. God doesn't force himself on anybody. He's not going to force you to speak the words that you, that you don't want to speak. It's about yielding your authority to him because he has given us authority. It's about how we use it. It's about how we use it. Are we going to use it to allow God who we know is perfectly good and knows all things and only loves? Or are we going to use it for ourselves? All we got to do is look outside our window <laughs> and check out the television right now to figure out that we as humans suck. <laughs> calling the shots so let's try let's just all make a pact that we're all going to try at least in our own lives to let god call the shots because he seems he seems to understand what he's doing there's a lot of the more you under the more you walk with him and you see that you're just gonna you'll be baffled just like i'm baffled at his intelligence and his goodness So again, one last time, how do you fight a, a battle outside of yourself in the spirit? Very similar to the way that you fight it internal. It's about focusing inside and allowing God to do the work through you, through you. Father, I ask that you would help individualize this message for the people who are listening. I ask that you would forgive me for any parts of this that were distracted or not fully of you. And I, I ask that you would plead the blood. I plead the blood of Jesus over them, Father. And I, I ask for you to forgive me for that. And I, and I, and I repent of it. And I ask that you would help me to only speak your words. I ask that if there is anything that was spoken of me that might get in the way, I ask that you would just remove it from this broadcast if necessary uh, this live stream not a broadcast i hate using that word i ask that you would remove it from their memories at a minimum I'll only allow your seed to be planted so that they can receive that and bear the fruits of the kingdom I ask this of you, Father, in Jesus' name. And I'd also like to pray, if there's anybody who's hearing this for the first time, 
who either wants to commit to a relationship with God or recommit. Um, we haven't done this on any of the other nights, I don't believe, but I want to, I'm, I'm feeling the nudge to do that now. You need to understand that God loves you. He has a plan for your life. It's individualized to you. And he sent his son, Jesus, because we men tried for the longest time, men and women tried for the longest time to figure out how to do the right thing. And we couldn't do it of our own strength. So God took things, took matters into his own hands. And he sent his only son, Jesus Christ, down, who was born of a virgin. And the Bible tells us that he walked in perfection meaning that he fulfilled the law of God that we were given that was God's righteousness. He fulfilled it in his life. And the world turned against him. Uh, even though he did only the things that, that God told him to do, the world turned against him. And they sought to kill him and indeed did kill them. They crucified him. Um, but that was so that the scripture would be fulfilled. And God, for Jesus' obedience and doing what we were just talking about, submitting his vessel to do only the will of God by the power of the, of the Holy Spirit that I was talking about, before God used to handpick people. Uh, now, because of what God did through Jesus, anybody who believes in what God did through Jesus. That and believes in their heart that God raised him from the dead and declares that Jesus is Lord with their mouth. It says that you will be saved. Saved from what? Saved from our inability to do things the right way. Jesus presented an alternative way to live. A life of yielded authority. And if you haven't read the word, the, the things that Jesus did were amazing. And he says that any of us who believe, I mean, he healed people. He raised people from the dead. He fed 5,000 people with a, with a couple of fish and a couple of loaves of bread. And there were leftovers. That, by the way, it was more than 5,000 people. He did amazing things. What was he doing? He was showing us that a life yielded to God does not have the physical limitations that we have. If we operate according to our understanding and according to everything that we do and we know how to do, we will have the physical limitations of this world. But through the power of the Holy Spirit and because of what God did through Jesus, and Jesus' obedience, his death on the cross, and resurrection, if you will only believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and confess, Father, I confess that Jesus is Lord. You can say it after me. Father, I confess that Jesus is Lord, and I believe that he died on the cross and that you raised him from the dead so that my sins 
would be forgiven. I repent of my own way, and I want your way. I ask that you would fill me with your Holy Spirit. From this day forward, my life is yours, and I ask that you would lead me in your way. I ask this of you in Jesus' name. Amen. And if you prayed that prayer, um, I just want to say welcome to the family. Uh, the Bible tells us that what happens is that God literally, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart those things, that God is making his home with you today. He will come to live inside of you. You've become a new creation. And there's a lot. You're starting a journey. Um, it's a beautiful journey. And if, if that is you and you're, and you're listening to this now, uh, email me at etkpodcast at gmail.com. Um, and I can, I can share some, some good resources with you on places to get started. Um, and depending on where you are, I might be able to give you, um, some good recommendations on, uh, on a church locally. And I will do my best to not make them my recommendations, but recommendations that I feel God is giving me for you. So, um, welcome to the family. God bless. Um, thank you for everybody who was here. Uh, tomorrow night is night five. Wow. Thursday night is night five of the seven nights that we're doing here. Uh, again at 9 p.m. tomorrow. And so we'll see you then and God bless. Thanks for joining us today on the Enter the Kingdom podcast. If today's message was an encouragement to you, please consider sharing it with someone whom you think it might encourage. Also, make sure to subscribe for free to our podcast and join us every Monday, God willing, as we continue on our journey together. God bless. We'll see you next Monday.